Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's Florida and number 16 Florida State battling for Sunshine State Supremacy, 66th meeting all time between the Gators and the Seminoles. Richardson to the air. Let's it fly. Pearsall wide open. Counterpunch Florida. Richardson rolls right. Completes to Odom. Touchdown Florida. The Gators take the lead. Richardson down the seam. Pearsall to the house. His second touchdown. 43 yards. Well, I walk back down. Benson again. Touchdown, Seminoles. You can stay. Tight end set, Travis runs, finds a small hole, gets free. Inside the tent, still dancing, and in! Jordan Travis, ladies and gentlemen. Richardson flushed, sidearms it, and it's picked off. from the 11. Travis under pressure, trying to escape, able to escape, turns the corner, stays in bounds, Sports Center top 10. Jordan Travis, ladies and gentlemen. And I won't back down. Travis keeps it this time, indisputable, that's a touchdown. Third down and 11, Gators bring pressure. Travis in trouble, running away, accelerates toward the end zone, slides, touchdown! Jordan Travis, ladies and gentlemen. They run it, big hole for ETN! ETN in the end zone, the Gators a point after from tying it up! Richardson trying to get away, chucks it downfield, incomplete! Down, no back down. For Florida State, it's safe to say you found your man, you found your head coach in Mike Norvell. Knowles win it 45-38. Number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk, Radio Warchant TV. Great to be with you. Great Monday. Oh, always, always after you vanquish the University of Florida and post the sweep of your in-state rivals on what becomes a turnaround campaign for Mike Norvell and Florida State football. Nine and three in the books. Regular season over. A lot of intrigue remains now as we will see who's coming and who's going. And what's available in the transfer portal? We spent uh, last hour, obviously, on this game, what it means, big picture stuff. We'll have Irash Fell, Warchant.com, joining us 
At the bottom of the hour, as he's wont to do on a Monday, I'm looking forward to it. There is a lot to talk about. There is a lot to wrap your head around and to discuss, even debate, and talk about where Florida State goes from here. There are good questions to have. There are a lot of wonderful moments to ponder on the season that was and what's to be. And that is made so much easier uh, when you beat Florida and you beat Miami and you win five straight games and you're doing a keg stand at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Yeah, that's, it's a lot easier to ponder all of life's mysteries when you're in the midst of that, buddy. Good times indeed. So now it's wherever it is you uh, go and look on the regular, on three, wherever, and find your transfer portal news. Early this morning, right? First thing pop up. Oh, look at that. Sebastian Benjamin is in the transfer portal. Who's he? He's an edge rusher from St. Francis. Is he any good? I don't know. There's a linebacker from USF just entered the transfer portal. Is he any good? No idea. USF sucks. And yet they nearly beat UCF because, of course. Yeah, I, I just scrolling on through. Look at that. There's a backup quarterback available. Look at that. Cade McNamara from Michigan just said, peace. I'm never playing again. You're right. You won't. J.J. McCarthy's got that chub. You're never getting it back. He is now a hero, having gone into Columbus and thrown it around the lot to get a win there. And now all of a sudden, Ohio State has a Michigan problem. See how it changes? See how it changes. Kind of fun. West Virginia just announced that one of their linebackers has entered the transfer portal. Okay, I'm interested in that. I'd like to find linebackers. I'd like to find defensive ends, defensive tackles, corners, you name it. I'm looking for a lot of guys. The portal's fun. It is fun. It can be maddening, especially when names that you care deeply about on your own program's roster enter theirs into it. But, you know, you don't feel hopeless. And this is where culture matters. And I think a lot of this season... A lot of this season wasn't just about winning football games. That's the most important thing is winning games and putting yourself back in a position to succeed uh, long-term because you're on recruits' radars and you have a chance now to change the perception of the program. You find stability with your head coach. All these things are very necessary, and that's how you get better and how you sustain wins and how you sustain programs of success. That, That had to happen. Uh, but now now it, it gets into the question marks about where you've got to upgrade and how can you do that best and how many of these kids are going to come in from high school and how quickly can they play, but also how do you supplement that with the transfer portal. And that's where I get excited because a couple things for Florida State. They're in a good position from an NIL standpoint, but also they've really proven time and again on their way up during this climb that they're a program that does a good job of evaluating other players at other schools and offering them opportunities to come in and play and improve their stock for the next level, improve the perception of them as a player. You know, some of the guys that came here the last two seasons really had to take a flyer and trust Mike Norvell. Mike Norvell able to sit across for them, and have honest conversations. And it's a risk, by the way. We've documented this before and talked about this before. I asked Mike Norvell this very specific question at the start of this season after the luncheon when we were allowed to talk to the coaches. Most of those uh, conversations uh, that we're allowed to have 
Uh, you can have off-the-record conversations. You can have on-the-record conversations. And the coaches and everybody involved in these luncheons the, at the start of the year, they know what's what. Like once the camera comes out or the recorder, recording device comes out, they obviously know they're on the record. If you're having conversations off the record and you just want to chat and learn a little bit more for context sakes, uh, it's it's great. You can learn a lot. And, and I think with Mike's case, I, I asked him specifically uh, that, hey – You've done a lot of work in the transfer portal. You've done a great job in the transfer portal. That is objectively true. That's not my opinion. That is just a fact. You've done a great job. And we rattled off the players, and I said, what is your pitch? If you don't mind me asking, what is your pitch? How is it uh, that you're able to get these high-quality players? It's not just the stars. You know, like you could look – anybody could look at maybe Jermaine Johnson and say, yeah, that that translates. That's going to work. But there were there have been a lot of other guys that were good players or potentially good players, but they hadn't firmly established themselves as upper crust or plus power five players or talents. And yet, and I'll give you a good example. You really couldn't have known anything about Johnny Wilson. He didn't play a lot of football at Arizona State. And they were a mess at Arizona State, so they didn't maximize his abilities. And Johnny's got a long way to go. He was a dropping machine on, on Friday night. He drops the ball too often. I've talked about that probably much to your chagrin ad nauseum, right? But he can do a lot of things very well also. And so let's see if he continues to grow. But the point is, Florida State's better for having gone out and got him without question. Even with his flaws, Florida State's a much better team because they went out and got him. And think about Trey Benson. And think about Jared Verse. And think about, we can go on down the list of guys. We all know who they are. Tatum Bethune this year, how rock solid he was at linebacker, how productive he was. Um, they've done it with a lot of guys. And they 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 evaluated players, they bet on players, they believed it that they were a fit in their system, but they also believed they were a fit in their locker room. So when I asked Mike that question, he was very frank with me, and, and this was uh, something he was willing to talk about. He said, you know, I don't tell them what they want to hear. I'm not there to stroke their ego and to tell them that they're great players and that they're going to come in and start right away. Yeah, sure. If we're having a conversation, it's self-evident that we value you as a player. It's self-evident that we're talking to you because you could fulfill a need. So it's a given. We don't have to have the discussion that there are opportunities for you here. I wouldn't be talking to you if there weren't. But now here's what I am going to tell you. No matter what level of talent you are, we have a culture here. We have a way of doing things. We have a very responsible approach and one that guarantees through hard work that you're accountable. You're accountable to the program. You're accountable to yourself. You're accountable to me. And you're accountable to the guy next to you, the guys you're going to be playing with. And we are going to fight like hell to make you better, to make you earn it, to make you work, to improve everything from your individual leadership skills to your talent, to your technique, all of it. And I need you to accept that challenge, accept that responsibility, because you'll get better. I promise you, you will get better, and you will leave here a better player than when you arrived. But it's never going to be easy. I'm never going to kowtow. And Jermaine Johnson told me, that's one of the reasons and probably the biggest reasons, reason that he chose Florida State, that he went with Florida State because all the other teams 
you know, they were all guffawed. They couldn't believe how great he was. And they were like, oh, no, you're going to listen, whatever you want and all that. And he was like, no, no, I, I like this challenge. And that now, in addition to being a good pitch and one that clearly, in the moment of truth, comes across as genuine, if it didn't, they wouldn't have said yes. Kids can see through BS. We all know that. Just like you could at 18. When adults talked to you when you were 18, no matter what kind of a knucklehead you were, you knew who was real and who wasn't, who genuinely cared, who was offering up good advice, constructive criticism, you name it, the ones who cared and the ones who were full of it. You knew that. And so one of the things that I think Florida State fans have to be excited about is when Mike is pitching players and he's talking to these guys about opportunities, clearly that discussion doesn't ring hollow. It rings true. Those guys hear him and believe him and buy in, and for good reason, because look what's happened. They've nailed it. They've nailed it. I mean, you're never going to have a 100% hit rate, not in recruiting. And let's face it, transfer portal is that, right? It's evaluation. It is recruiting. It is a form of recruiting. It is different. It's an addition to, but it it is now the norm. And so you're never going to have a 100% rate. Some guys are going to get hurt. Some guys aren't going to necessarily adapt well but when you're hitting the way that Florida State's hitting man you really do I think open up the doors to uh to 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 the players each and every subsequent season right like the guys that are now entering their names today the guys that I was just rattling off you just want to look at transfer portal notices and you'll find a ton of names today and 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 you know those guys if they get that if they get that notice, if they get that uh, knock, knock, knock from Florida State, I gotta believe you're more apt to say, "Yeah, I'm gonna listen to that," because the proof has been in the pudding, and they've done it time and again with a bunch of guys. It's uh, it's it's great, it's great, and um, man, I, I the, you know, the 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 future is very, very, very bright for Florida State right now. It is a weird game, college football. You cannot do what you did when we were coming up. You know, I'm 51 years old. I remember in the 80s and then when I was here in school in the 90s, it's, it's like you could look at a team, and Florida State was rolling then, but you could look at any team, just like say you're a college football fan, right, and you could see a kid that was a freshman that had immense talent, just didn't know what he was doing, and he'd get in games in, in blowout situations, or he'd get redshirted, and if you could see practice, you know he was really talented. Then he'd be, a, you know, a redshirt freshman, then a sophomore, and then you knew he was on the cusp. But if you had a lot of guys like that, you could safely project and say, you know what, they're pretty good right now, but they're going to be really good next year because that guy becomes a junior and he'll start, that guy becomes a senior and he'll start, and then we have our redshirt junior at quarterback and he'll start, and he's waited his time very patiently and learned this offense and gotten bigger and gotten stronger, and that defensive lineman will be that, and it is, it's how you could say they're a top-10 team next year. And that's, you know, you can do that to some extent now, as we talked about last hour with a handful of teams that just kind of sustain greatness because they reach a certain level and it just recruits itself because of the, the win-loss record. Florida State's not there yet. Most programs aren't. And it is harder now to say that 9-3 and three is going to lead directly to 10-2 and two or 11-1 and one because of what you could lose. Because now you have players and you've shown on the field that you're good that other teams are going to want. And just as you called those rosters, just as you looked out at the field of college football and said, hey, that kid 
Trey Benson could help us. Micah Pittman could help us. Johnny Wilson could help us. Jared Verse can help us. Tatum Bethune is going to help us. Like, you're going to go grab these guys, right? Well, they were all somewhere else. They were all on somebody else's roster. Teams are going to do that to you, but if you've created the culture that we keep talking about, the the flipping of the culture is vital in that way. If you've created a place where a lot of guys don't want to leave, and if you're competitive financially with what you can do with roster retention, and I think Florida State's getting there very close, then you really can create conditions where the kind of upheaval of college football, of today's college football, where one-time transfers and transfer portals exist and lucrative offers abound. You can sustain year-to-year excellence or at least consistency uh, to the good because you've created in-house a place where people want to be. It was for the longest kind of the strength of what Dabo did at Clemson. Whether we thought it hokey and disingenuous or not didn't matter. He was able to convince kids that that's where they wanted to be. More importantly, convince their parents that's where they should be. And it was all built around... I think, uh, nonsense. But listen, that's it doesn't matter what I think. They were able to do it, right? And so kudos. They got it for a long time. I think it's starting to fall apart a little bit. However you build it, whatever the messaging, if you're successful, kids like to be around it. And if they don't, then, you know, usually that's a, that's a you problem. That's a them problem, right? They're, they're the problem. I like... Uh, I like Florida's chances to be good in college football for the next three years and continue to improve. And I'm also really excited to see what they become. I'm also really excited about which guys, because I think, you know, obviously we look at, you start with Jordan Travis. Does Jordan Travis come back? My guess is yes. My guess is yes. I think Florida State will, he will field a very competitive offer and Florida State will be able to do what it needs to do to try to get him to come back. Same with, Trey Benson and a few others. I think they'll lose, you know, Fabian Lovett's gone, Jamie Robinson's gone, those guys are gone. Kind of interested in Jared Verse. I will tell you that, Matthew. I'm kind of interested in Jared Verse because he got owned. He faced a tackle that projects to the NFL, and that tackle dominated him. That's not good tape. Has he done enough? Is his upside great enough? Is it, are his physical tools great enough? where it won't matter, a team, it only takes one, says, you know what, had a rough night, but we love what you're going to be two and three years from now. We're going to take you in the first round. If the answer is yes, he's got to go. He's got to go. He should go. But there might be a lot of teams. I think there are fewer teams that are going to say that about him right now after watching that tape because there was a technical mismatch, a physical and a technical mismatch, and tackles in the NFL are going to be better than what he faced on Friday night. Florida's offensive line did a great job against Florida State's defensive line. That was not a good look for a lot of those guys. Tough night. Better to have that happen in a win, though. And thank goodness today we're reveling in that. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every 
time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you're doing well on this Monday. I appreciate you guys joining me both on radio and on Warchant TV. Should make mention yet again. You guys kind of know this already. T-Spark Roofing and Construction. Great supporters of the Jeff Cameron Show. Best in the business year. And if you have a roof shingle replacement uh, necessary, that's never a good experience, right? You throw in solar panels and it can be complicated. Just know this, that uh, Travis at T-Spark Roofing and Construction uh, has worked to smooth out the process and made uh, really valuable, valuable offers of expertise and suggestions. The roof turned out to be beautiful. That, according to Dan D., who did it himself with, well, not himself, did it with T-Spark Roofing and Construction and saving him money now and doing well, doing well. Really all your roofing needs, T-Spark Roofing and Construction. Uh, We'll bring in Ira here momentarily as we get him eh, probably just a little bit earlier than we normally do. I know it's exciting. And we got practice this week, by the way. Florida State announcing their schedule this week. A Wednesday and a Thursday practice. Fun to talk about the fact that Florida State has practices to get to and for us to, uh, to cover and talk about as they lead up to a bowl berth. We'll find out what that is. Obviously, we'll sit through these conference championships games. I don't want to say it that way. Sit through. We'll watch. We'll, we'll, we'll take them in. But that will help uh, make the picture a little bit clearer as to where Florida State is headed. Let's get to uh, our boy right now, Irash Fell, my buddy last night on the Sunday Smash, Warchant.com. Hello, Ira. How you doing, Jeff? Long time no talk. Yeah, man. We did a lot of talking. You're going to be sick of me after tomorrow. You're going to be like, all right, that's enough of Jeff. Uh, we did we did the show together on the college football wrap, which I thought was enjoyable, and I appreciate you coming on that. Then you and I did the Sunday Smash, and here we are again, and tomorrow it's some little headlines. But that's okay, because there's a lot to talk about for Florida State. For sure, and it's, and it's almost all good, right? It is all good, man. I think it is all good. I, I, I'm really, you know, I was thinking about it this morning. Uh, you have the aftermath of the win, and, and there's the reveling and all of that, and then there's the talk of, all right, what's going to happen in the transfer portal? What's going to happen on National Signing Day? I was reading Langston's story on Warchant.com, trying to keep up with him now every second of every day because you, you have kids that maybe who were interested in Florida State before but are now really interested, or maybe they weren't interested, and now all of a sudden they are interested, and where all that's going to go, Florida State's put themselves in a really good position, big picture, uh, what are you most intrigued by after a nine and three campaign? Yeah, you know, I think it, it's a lot of that stuff. The off season maneuvering, um, and you know, I think this is going to be an eventful off season. Yeah. You know, the, on the one hand, that's mostly good, uh, but there can be some bad parts to it too. You know, some of these coaches will probably be um, commodities that that other programs look to to uh, go after. So you might have to kind of maybe up the ante with some of the coaches that you want to keep. Uh, you also could have, you know, coaches possibly leaving for, you know, other opportunities. You have 
from a player standpoint, I think, you know, Mike Norvell and his staff have been seen now. I think anybody can tell they're very good evaluators. And so you might have younger players on this team that might be courted uh, through the transfer portal from other programs to uh, third parties. And then you have, um, you know, the other part of it, which is Florida State going out to get uh, players. Uh, you know, one thing that, you know, Coach Henshaw, George Henshaw, longtime NFL mm-hmm. coach who we do articles with every week, I was talking to him earlier today, and he'll we'll have that story up on the site probably tomorrow. Um, but one of the things he pointed out, which I thought was a really good point, is, you know, over the, these last few years when, when Mike Norvell and his staff went into the transfer portal, in some cases, you know, yeah, they got lucky. They got some big stars, and it, it's worked out really well with Jermaine Johnson and Jared Burst and Trey Benson and some of these guys. But a lot of these guys they got out of the portal were just trying to find competent college football players, you know, guys that could play and, and not, you know, be better than what you had. Mm-hmm. But now where this program is at now, like they have to go find really, really good players in the portal. Like average guys in the portal are not going to solve problems for Florida State anymore. Now they need to get higher quality players. But the good news is, you know, now they can compete for those players because of what they've done these, this last season. Um, but, you know, you might be competing with, you know, uh, you know, an Alabama for a player. You could be competing with a, a Michigan for a player, whatever it is. Um, whereas, you know, maybe a lot of these guys they've gotten out of the portal the last year or two were guys that maybe they either didn't have any competition for or maybe it was other schools that were not very good. So it's just going to be interesting to see how they handle that part of it, uh, maybe getting higher quality players but having to compete at a higher level to get them. Yeah, and I, I do think that something you hit on there is really important, That and it's been kind of a theme on today's show, which is Florida State's now in such a better position of stability that you can have that competition play out and feel confident that you can win some of those battles. You know, and, and that's true with the on-the-field aspect of it too, Ira, but then also if you have to replace coaches, you know, for whatever reason. Let's say you decide you want to move on from a guy or he takes another opportunity. You now can look a coach in the eye and say, yeah, no, I'm not going anywhere, man. We're good. We're stable here. You can move your family here. I'm not getting fired next right. year. And they just have not been in that position. So it's really exciting to know that you can go and compete. And that kind of speaks to what this year was. Can you go compete? Can we get results? Can you now put yourself in a position? Uh, you, you've pointed it out last week. I've brought it up again this week. You just you have to appreciate these seasons when they're good because you don't know year to year with the transfer portal and in the modern era of college football and NIL what a team's going to look like. But wouldn't you agree, Ira? I don't want to put words in your mouth that it, it really matters to have good culture. It really matters to to be able to prove that this is rooted in something that is sustainable because you're going to lose some guys. But moreover, you're going to keep a lot of guys just because they don't want to leave someplace that they love. And I think most of the players on this roster, most, not all, really have grown to love it here. Yeah, I agree. And it was kind of cool, you know, listening in the postgame press conference, um, you know, Friday night, when Mike Norvell was finishing his press conference, a few of the players came in and they were, you know, because Norvell went a little longer than usual and Mm -hmm. it all started really late because of the celebration and everything else. So some of the players... You know, they were asked to come to the press conference, but they didn't want to wait around until, you know, one in, the, one in the morning. So they brought a few of them in to kind of watch the end of Norvell's press conference to kind of get things going. And uh, when he, he made a comment along the lines of, you know, these guys didn't, you know, not, some of these guys didn't know what to make of me when they first got here because, you know, I am demanding and I'm, you know, I'm high energy and it's, and it's all, you know, 100% every minute of every day. There's no slack time, no downtime. 
And it was funny to watch kind of Jarian Jones and a couple of these other guys, their reactions to it, where they're kind of nodding like, oh, yeah. And Jarian Jones said in the press conference when he got up there, he said, yeah, I thought he was kind of crazy when I got here because <laughs> he is a different dude. I mean, it is all out all the time and super high energy. And I think there were some guys in this team, certainly uh, holdover players, the transfers they brought in, and also high school recruits who were like, I mean, this guy's got to chill out a little bit, but he doesn't. And now they've learned to embrace it. And I think they all, now they've seen the results. So the, the buy-in, you know, yeah, we talk about guys buying in throughout the season, and of course that happens. But when it really happens is after you've had success. Because now they realize, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. This is working. You know, guys really bought into Jimbo Fisher really more after 2012 and the 13 when they, you know, when they had, you know, they, they saw it work. Right. Now, where things went off the rails there was Jimbo lost his, his initiative. I don't think that's going to happen with Mike Norvell. I think he is going to – this is who he is. Um, that's what you like to hope anyway. But, yeah, I mean, I think that, that the, the guys that are a part of that locker room right now are fully invested. I think it'll be very few cases where guys look to leave. But, you know, you never know, man. Like sometimes, you know, money talks, and there might be some offers out there. It'll be curious to see. Uh, I do think many of the guys that you worry about uh, that would leave are already guys that transferred in. So they, right. they you know, it, it, some of these guys really aren't in a good position to be able to transfer. So I, I am, I am interested to see what happens with that. I would also say, you know, it, it's funny we're talking about Mike Norbell's energy and and how that is constant, but it's a good thing that he didn't waver with that. Because that's exactly how it was that they came around. Because had he done things differently after the Jacksonville State game, I mean, we may not have seen the moment that we just saw on Friday night or the 9-3 and season, right? That That is really kind of where I doff my cap to him, is that in the wake of a devastating setback, one of the worst, if not the worst, losses in program history, he didn't change who he was. And we saw that going out to practice. He never changed who he was. I agree 100%. And, and you... You know, there are times, you know, there have been cases. We He was well-documented with Brian Kelly, kind of changed his approach a little bit at, at Notre Dame, uh, where it got to the point where it was just so negative. He was so, uh, he, he was so just. Well, he was toxic, yeah. Awful, yeah, that, that you know, it was gonna, it was crumbling around him. But that wasn't this situation. And, and Mike Norvell believed in what he did. And the, uh, the best thing is, man, you got to be who you are. Yep. You know, you can't try to be what you've seen other coaches do or what you think works for somebody else. And that's, that's when you're in trouble. And I think, you know, somebody made this comparison to me today, you know, when, when Florida state basketball has been, uh, you know, obviously what's going on right now is, is awful, but the height of the program, when it's been going really good, those guys know the expectations of Leonard Hamilton and they come in knowing the expectations that they're not going to play 35 minutes and get 25 shots and, score 25, 30 points a night, like they are going to be part of a team. And it's, that's what I think Mike Norvell has built here, where you have guys understand, you know, look at the guys on social media right now, Micah Pittman and guys, the way they're acting on social media, and those are some of those guys have not probably gotten as many balls as they would like, but they've really bought into what they're doing and the success they've had as a team. And that's really cool to appreciate and, and embrace because – that's not going to be the case on every team every year, and that's going to be a challenge, I think, going forward is maintaining that magic kind of uh, esprit de corps that they have right now that, you know, there's no guarantee you're going to have that just because you do everything the same. 
uh, that's always going to be a challenge to keep that high. I wonder, uh, Ira, if you could, I guess, highlight where you think we we've talked about this. You and I have, but uh, I, I've been asked about it a lot in the chat today, in emails, and on Twitter. Where do you think Florida State's going to go in the bowl? You think they stay in state? I do, but I think it's you know still pretty wide open, man. I think they all want Florida State. You know, the Orange Bowl would have wanted the Florida State if they could get them. They, it looks like they won't now, but um, I think you know Jacksonville, Tampa, Orlando. I think they all want Florida State because. You know, there have been years where a 9-3 team, you don't know how they're going to travel. This fan base loves this team, and I think they're going to pack it out. And so, yeah, man, all, any of those bowls that could get Florida State will be happy to get them. Um, but it's going to be, uh, you know, part of it's going to attempt, uh, part of it's still going to depend on what happens this weekend and kind of what's, what's available uh, to them. But, yeah, I think they'll stay in state, and I think that, you know, any of those experiences is going to be really cool after, you know, the, la- the last – Florida State was bowl eligible in 2019 and 20, but man, or excuse me, in 18 and 19, but it, this won't be Shreveport or El Paso. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a pretty fun experience for these guys. And we'll be there to cover it, brother. Be well. It's always a pleasure. I will talk to you tomorrow. Good, sir. Thanks, Jeff. See you, man. All right. Take care. It's Irish Chappelle. Yeah, it's funny. I, I've griped a little bit about the bowl possibilities because it does seem to me like Florida State will stay in-state, that, that Orlando, the Cheez-It Bowl, Gator Bowl, and Jacksonville will work hard to try to get a good bid you know, to Florida State because they know the fans will, will, will show up for that. And I'm just being a spoiled brat because I've covered bowl games and other games in Orlando and Jacksonville uh, more than I care to. And uh, I want to go somewhere new. <laughs> See how I'm making this about me? I want to go somewhere new on somebody else's dime. <laughs> and yet, it looks like I'm just going to have to get in my car and drive over to Jacksonville or Orlando, which I've done way too many times. But I will also say this. It will probably be one of the most enjoyable treks to either one of those locales to cover a bowl that I've had in a long time. Because this is a uh, season that sees us covering a team that is about to play in a lot of really big games and just accomplish something of note. And again, I've talked before about how cool it is that uh, it just so happens to be a very, very likable bunch. There have been some really good Florida State teams that I've kind of bit my tongue on before in the past that I just didn't, I, I mean, I love Florida State, so of course I wanted them to win but I didn't like uh, a, a large percentage of, say, uh, the offense or I wasn't in love with the coaching staff or whatever it might be. And, you know, that's just a personal opinion you have. You know, you're just like, ah, it's not a group that I, I'm, I'm in love with. But this ain't that group, buddy. This group here, there's you could probably count on, I mean, three fingers, maybe, Uh aspects of this program or this football team that you would be like, eh, take it or leave that guy. I mean that. And think about how big the program is, how, how many coaches and administrators and players and assistants and all that you have. I'm serious. Like you, you go out there, you're like, eh, you know what? These guys are fun. These guys. And, and that's that buy-in though, where, where that's born out of um, is the, you know, the, watching a kid sacrifice, watching a kid get back up after a bitter disappointment, seeing a guy have a bad game and then work really hard to improve upon the thing that 
cost him dearly in that game. To buy into tough coaching, by the way, that's another thing I always look for. How well do kids and teams, segment groups, buy into tough coaching? Well, the only way that kids ever, and this speaks to the larger point, the only way kids ever buy into tough coaching, like sometimes almost right up against the edge, I'm not saying this staff, I'm saying in general, Mickey Andrews, one of the most famous coaches in Florida State history, was notorious for taking it to the edge, where some of the things you heard him say, I mean, you talk about, they make me blush and I am filthy. <laughs> and I would be like, my goodness gracious, Mickey. That seems excessive. I'm not offended, but it seems excessive. And th- those kinds of things, well, how does it happen? Well, it happens if they know you care about them. If they know you care and love them and that you want what's best for them. And that what they said, and maybe even the way they said it, seems awfully harsh, but it came from a good place. came from a place rooted in a belief in who you are as a player and a clear, clear objective to make you better. And then you'll then you'll hear anything. I think I think it's true in your in your own life, right? I mean, your your dearest friends can say the harshest things to you because you trust uh, that that's coming from a place of love. So when you watch this team, they take hard coaching. They take really difficult coaching. Some things that you know where where they're being pushed on a tough day and it's ninety eight and humid, and you're being told you're not good enough or that rep wasn't good enough or you've been dog blank the last week. Let's get it together. You know, and then you, you're like, whoa, I just told that kid he was dog blank this week. But the kid doesn't, you know, pout. He gets up, he reps it again, and he understands where that came from. It's good stuff, man. That's really likable stuff. We'll come back and wrap it up. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Let me just tell you this as we get started for the final segment, uh, brought to you by our friends at Tallulah CBD, Tallulah goodness, yay. Uh, I'll mention some more about Tallulah in a second. I want to first brag about winning a lot of money over the weekend, uh, 13-3 and three in my wagers against the spread over the weekend, and then a four-game, four-team, which you were a part of, Matthew, that we discussed in the morning, uh, teaser-pleaser parlay victory. Who did we have? I must have confused the pick because I thought we had Baltimore. We did. I teased it to plus three and a half. 
Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Baltimore uh, plus three and a half. That is a victory. Kansas City minus nine. That is a victory. I had uh, what was the four that we chose? Um, it was another easy one. Uh, it was what was the final? It was like thirteen. Oh, San Francisco covering. That was very easy. Easy breezy rocking chair. And then the fourth was another easy one that I didn't fret about either. Uh, but anyhow, the point was I, I, the four team teaser pleaser. I, that's on my phone. I'll look that up. It was a victor, and that that was a big weekend. It ended up that uh, with that. That's a that's a. I guess it's a one bet, but if you counted all four of those teaser picks as correct, that's a 17-3 and three weekend against the number. Woo! What a way to conclude the regular season. And I like to mention this because our friends at Prize Picks sponsor and have been partners with us on the Jeff Cameron Show. And this final segment is usually where we're looking ahead at games and doing those kinds of things, thanks to my friends at Tallulah. Uh, but, you know, I had Lawrence Cager over 16.5 receiving yards. That was the Giants tied in on Thursday against the Cowboys. In the first quarter, he caught a 20-yard pass. He did not catch another one. So I covered the 16.5 yards on his one and only reception, my friend. And it was, the, yeah, I know, I know. But I paired it with a Justin Jefferson, which, why would you not, every week, dude's a freak. He had 139 yards receiving, and uh, those two got together, and we did a little celebration dance on the cover bus. Prize Picks owing me money again. We love you, Prize Picks. Use the promo code WARCHAN, and you too can win big if you're talented like me. Now we'll get back to my friends at Tallulah, and it is about to be Christmas season. I don't, people will say it's Christmas season the second Thanksgiving ends, and I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I have to wait till December the 1st before I officially turn the page to Christmas. But I have thought about how that pertains to Tallulah. And listen, I go there, I get the, the, the Kava Bar is open there at Bannerman Crossing. I love it. They have another location there as well. Beautiful place. Lots of uh, Kratom drinks, Kava drinks, and a, a little pep in your step. There's the location in Midtown where the former Soto Space was that's there now. They do sell CBD for pets that helps them as well, as well as yourself. Helps with arthritis, helps your joints. So what I'm saying is, why don't you get some of this stuff or... Some of the more aggressive stuff that's there. Delta 8, Delta 9, all the goodness. You can even fill up your growler with that stuff if you want. But if you, if stocking stuffers, everybody. How about that Christmas, right? A little stocking stuffer of Tallulah? That's doing some things. You can watch Monday Night Football? It's not much of a game, but you can make it a game. <laughs> when you're on a roll, you can make it a game. I do think Florida State in the coming days will get very good news. I, you know, I could be wrong. Jordan Travis could end up getting, uh, you know, some news regarding his future that would shock me. But I think this Florida State's going to go aggressively and, and get him paid, and, and he'll be back. And he's a great story because, and I was asked about this uh, today on the Chuck Oliver show. And he, Chuck Oliver said, he posed this question to me. He said, well, what is Jordan Travis's future? And this, according to Chuck, I happen to agree with him, 
Um, he said, look, I don't, I don't see a Jordan Travis uh, future uh, in the NFL at quarterback right now. Uh, I think he would need more work. He'd have to get a lot bigger, et cetera. That, that was according to Chuck Oliver. And he said, what are your thoughts on what he's going to do? And I said, oh, well, I agree with you for starters, but B, I think he's going to come back and that this is one of those times where it's really cool um, where a really good college football player, we see this all the time. Like, look around the country over the last 30 years. There are guys that were elite college football players. And at a number of positions, by the way. It's not just quarterback. But for whatever reason, you knew they did not translate. They weren't big enough. They weren't strong enough. They weren't fast enough. They weren't whatever it was, right? But they were very good in college. They were a huge plus player in the right scheme, in the right system. And they were... Uh, massive values to their program, to the visibility of their program, to their coaches in the win-loss column, which directly affects their bank account. And there was no way to reward that player financially. Not legally. (laughs) And now you can. Now you can. Now you can look at Jordan Travis and say, man, with you – we might be preseason favorites or certainly in the conversation to win the conference. We could be a top-10 team. We could win double-digit games and maybe make the college football playoff. With you, we have an all-ACC quarterback for sure. With you, you make everybody else better. And you know what? Because of that, here's $500,000. And that is of greater value to you to come back, and financially and otherwise, for you to come back than it is to go be on a practice squad somewhere in the NFL or a real late-round draft choice in the NFL. So you, I think you can make it worth his while, and he'll come back, and it, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome, and I'm happy for him. Think how many Jordan Travis jerseys will be sold and how many season tickets are sold because of that kid's uh, ability. It was on display and then some repeatedly on Friday night. I mean, after that game, to hear Billy Napier say, quote, their quarterback was a problem. That's one of my favorite quotes. Understated, <laughs> to say the least, but to the point, right? When asked about the difference in the game, Coach Napier said, well, their quarterback was a problem. I thought he was the difference in the game, quote, unquote. Several times we had him and just couldn't get him to the ground. And he kind of alluded to the fact that not only did they have him in, in their sights and with an opportunity to make a big play, they didn't just not get him to the ground. He went on to make a big play. It wasn't just like he alluded a sack. He made a big play. Good work out of you, Director Matthew. Thanks to all of you who listened and joined us on the chat. It was fun. It was uh, a good day, man, a good day. And we'll be back tomorrow with some of the headlines. Be well, everybody. Peace. Peace.